Our text for today's meditation comes from the book of Ephesians. Um, We're continuing on um, with chapter 4. We're going to go ahead and read some pieces throughout our message today, so I'll not read it ahead of time for you this day. Will you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, Almighty God, today, as we hear your words for us, use your words to fill us with your Spirit. Use your words to help us as we walk in faith. Help us Stay close to you, guide us, and fill us with all that you have for us each day. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning I'm going to invite you to do something. Um, It's something that you may do often, or maybe you don't that often. Um, I want you to take a look at your hands. So go ahead and uh, look at your hands. You can usually see them right in front of you. Um, Front, back, each of the fingernails, maybe the lines, freckles, or whatever you have on your hands. What do you like about your hands? What don't you like about your hands? Are there any particular strengths that your hands have? What do your hands enable you to do? Are there any particular ways that your hands give you difficulty or cause you pain? Next, I want you to think about your knees. So um, you might have to remember, um, many of us are wearing uh, pants or long dresses, Um, but think about your knee. What do you like about your knees? What don't you like? Are there any particular difficulties or strengths that your knees have? Is there any things that make them painful or difficult to use? Consider for a moment both your hands and your knees and how each one of them benefits you. What would your life be like if you did not have your hand or or your knee, both hands or both knees, both your hands and your knees are gifts from God. Sometimes they may be painful to you. Sometimes they may not do what you want them to do or what you expect them to do, but they are yours and you are much better off with them than without them. They are yours, parts of your unified body. Now, look around the sanctuary, not at the walls, but at the people, not at their hands and their knees, but I ask you to look around, ask yourself, what particular strengths do you see among the people here? They, like your hands and your knees, are a part of you. They are, you are a part of them. We are all parts of the body of Christ. He is our head, just as your hands and your knees are gifts to you from God. These people, as we look around, are also gifts from God. At other times, like your hands and your knees, or other body parts, they may be difficult or painful to you. Like your hands or your knees, they may not always do what you want them to do, but you know what? They are still part of you, just like your hands and just like your knees. You are much better off with them than without them. They enable Christ to accomplish things that you could not without them. They are yours and you are theirs, parts unified and growing together as one body of Christ the church. Today, as we turn our minds to the book of Ephesians, we kind of reflect a little bit more back on the place that we are so far. In the chapter one, we see that 
both Jews and Gentiles are saved by grace and through faith alone. In chapter 2, we talked about the mystery of the gospel that has been revealed um, through the prophets and the apostles. And then in chapter 3, we hear the prayer, and we talked about the prayer last week that Paul prays for spiritual strength. This basically is the message that Paul has for the Ephesians here in our text too. He just spent the early part of the book talking about how marvelous and how wonderful God is to us and what all Christ has done for us. He has proclaimed that Christ has included us in his family as his children. Christ has saved us. And now we get to continue on growing and learning what Paul has to share about the people of Ephesus growing in their spiritual walk. So we're going to take a look first at our, the first part of our passage today from Ephesians chapter 4. Starts, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another to love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Today we hear Paul shift where he begins to urge the people of Ephesus to walk in a manner that is worthy of being called Christians. He goes ahead and shares these characteristics. Some of them um, elsewhere can be called the fruits of the Spirit, like humbleness, gentleness, love, patience, and peace. Sometimes it's difficult for us to walk in this patience and these peace. So often we can list off these ideas and really quickly come to times when we are not living out these characteristics. Or other times we turn our minds and our hearts and say, have you ever looked around and seen some, someone who is really good at something? Like it kind of bothers you and, and you know how good that person has, is at it? Someone who can develop any scientific theory like Einstein did or someone who can fix things like a genius handyman just then they can go ahead and fix the ailing furnace or the clogged garbage disposal they can diagnose a problem and fix it with with ease the kind of person that you always take notes from as you watch and you learn and all of a sudden you then are equipped to do make your own repairs those kind of people are awesome to have around and awesome to help enable us as well. We continue to walk through the passage. We begin at verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is over all and through all and in all, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Paul shares this idea that we all have different strengths and abilities. We all are gifted in different ways, but we are united together as one in Christ. Then he moves in his conversation that we are focused on unity, using the word eight times in all of our epistle lesson. Unity, bringing us together, us standing together, us working together. 
In verse 11, he goes on, And he gave us the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Even apostles, prophets, and the pastoral office are given the building up of the job of helping the body of Christ find unity that is in the church. Then the passage goes on in verse 15. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined together and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. In the church, there are spiritual leaders whose job it is to equip each one of us for ministry. In Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, he wrote about equipping people. The word he used for equip is the same word used when he talks to the disciples in Mark 1 about mending their nets as they are called to serve. For three years, Jesus spent with the disciples mending the holes in their ministry nets so that, he, that they could be effective fishers of men. If you don't know how yet to go out and equip other people, all you have to do is look around, see what other people are doing, and find ways in which you can see how it's done. All we have to do is observe the way that we use the Bible, pray, and work with people. So you can find out what the Lord is using you to do more effectively in the lives of others. All we need to do is gather together and become equipped to do the work together. Have you ever watched a pit crew in action at an auto race? In less time than it takes most of us to put on our seatbelt and adjust the mirror, the crew changes the tires, fills the gas tank, washes the windshield, gives the driver a drink, and makes whatever other vital adjustments need to be made to the car. It happens quickly and effectively because each crew member knows what his job is. Sometimes we think we can do it all by ourselves when we really need the hard work of a team. I want you to take a look at this, this video that I have for you for just a second. Um, it is from the movie Cars, um, and you can see um, what a pit stop looks like. Isn't that how we feel sometimes? That we can do everything on our own without the help of anybody else? A real pit stop seems to look a little bit different. I have a NASCAR pit stop that we can watch just for a second. They are really fast and they do their job very quickly, um, but it takes a, little more people, a few more people than just one. Um, so let's take a look.
They are certainly fast and definitely a loud, loud job uh, to do, um, but they know what they're doing and they work well together. Oftentimes, um, we are like people that are put together, working together to, to, to run the race that God has placed us. Imagine all the people it takes to put on a race. What if they all wanted to drive? It would be chaos. It's the same with the crew. If everyone wanted to change tires and no one wanted to fill the gas tank, the car wouldn't have gone very, very far on its ride. Many times we struggle with unity, both in congregations and in the community and world around us. Our old Adam desires for us to do our own thing, strengthened by our own American culture, we take on these different characteristics. These verses that we read today help us to see the importance of working together in the unity of Christ's body, the church, and the importance of differing gifts, even when we seek sometimes uniformity over unity. God has placed each one of us in a great time and a great place. He continues to use each and every one of us each day for the, in the place that he has given us we each have our own unique gifts. We each have our own unique talents. And the body of Christ is made to function together. So this week, this third week, where we talk about finding our identity in Christ, we hear how we find our identity in the body of Christ together, united as one, because he cares for us. He loves us. We also love and care for one another. People are always looking to belong. We all belong together, and that is the gift and blessing from our loving Father. Amen. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, you have given us a place in this world. You have named each one of us individually and you have placed us together in communities, bonded together, united as one. Lord, we ask that you continue to use us, help us to find our identity, working together as the body of Christ, so that we may be built up, that we may be strengthened, that we may help others reaching out in so many ways. Lord, we ask that you continue to use us as a congregation, use us to unite together to accomplish greater purposes. Guide us and help us in all we, that we do. In your name we pray.